had the privilege of speaking with the winner of the Philadelphia Citywide Challenge, addressing health issues for today's millennials. Her name is Nicole Kinney. Her story, in so many ways, is similar to the challenges faced by many Black women, yet she is able to achieve despite self-doubts, and with the help of others, she is succeeding. Her story is encouraging and raises the possibility that put in the right environment with the proper support, we may all discover that there is a winner in all of us. I've broken down her story into four 20 to 30 minute segments for you to consider and then discuss with another woman, your daughter, or friend. Starting segment three, becoming an entrepreneur. Three months go by, um, and you know, talking with my aunties, and um, uh, and based and what, so what was happening is too. And we're, I'm in this film, this documentary class, and um, I decide I'm going to do it on black women. I'm gonna do it on me, basically. <laughs> I want to do it on me in this moment in my life. It was called "It Starts with Me" and these conversations I'm having with my aunties, and mm. I'm really I'm going to give people an inside look into kind of what that process was like. So seeing me, kind of in this like super vulnerable space, um, getting the insight and guidance of women who are older than me, gave me really life advice. You know, That's very brave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> But the, here's the thing: it was when I did it, um, and it was it was very much focused on the black woman's experience. You know what I mean? And so, I did it literally, like as I think I mentioned, just to show a potential employer. That's why I did it. So I was just like, this is going to explain my gap. So I'm going to say, I took this class. Here's my product. You can hire me. You know what I mean? Like I use good use with my time. What I did not expect was at the end of the 14 weeks, there was a um, uh, like a public viewing. And um, we, everyone in the class, which is five of us, we showed our shorts. They were like, it was like 14 minutes. And people began to hire me to show my doc. And I tell people, people started to do what? Hire me. So I was going to churches. I went to colleges. To show your- To show my documentary. Yeah. To connect with uh, the the women in the workforce. Wow. And I, I and I tell people that because how did they even learn of it? If they might have been at the showing, they might have like um, yeah, like literally it was just word of mouth. Like people Amazing. were reaching out to me. People at my church had me come, and so so obviously what you were feeling was a shared experience. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That people could all be Exactly. To. Yeah. And and I, I got to say that to say because that's how I became an entrepreneur. Like officially and founded my own company. I didn't intend to do that. I intended just to have a product to get hired. <laughs> um when people started hiring me to show my doc, then what I ended up doing was I started creating curriculums. You know, and then the other thing is that I would bring what type of curriculums. Oh, like so training modules. So for instance, like if they brought us in 
then there would be like a training component or more of like an educational component. So what did you see in the doc? How did you process this? Oh, what are okay. you, you know? Okay. Um, and then the other part that I would do is I would actually bring my aunties with me. So in some ways, we were kind of recreating what people saw on the dock, and then people were able to engage more with the aunties in real life. Um, and I did that with Pico. I did it with Gaudenzia. You know, one of the big things was... Um, and how many women would there be at these events? Uh, it was very... I mean, sometimes 300, sometimes... Yeah, I mean, it, I can't even tell you how many women I've shown my dock to. I, Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you. And what's most, what was also interesting, too, is like, well, I've always said, of course, I'm focused on the outcomes of Black women because there's some real disparities. There's a real lot of commonality, too, just with women in general. And even more importantly, even so too with men. I, I have done this event with men as well. Like, it'll be like a, um, a co-ed. And it's the same documentary. Yes. And I will tell you, I was so surprised. This is with Pico. And there was a, there was a guy in the because I would do like these focus you know these smaller discussion groups, sure. and I was like, this guy's not gonna talk. You know I think yeah. I'm like he's feeling like all these women yes. you know, yes. and I'll never forget you know he just talked about his need to feel needed, you know, and mm-hmm. that hit me. You mm-hmm. know I was honored that he felt that safe to share, and it also too just kind of affirm that there are some things that is part of the human experience you know and and i was just because that's my next question Mm -hmm. were these only black women women Mm of all 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 colors and all ages are related all ages Mm -hmm. all colors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. relating to related to this to this this 14 minute documentary yeah Mm -hmm. amazing yeah and that's pretty much how so that's really how i started my journey into entrepreneurship um, and your company was it's all about me no it starts with me so it that was that me. was the name of my doc so I was like okay this be the name of my company because that's the way I was starting to do the work okay and then I started getting um just more clients doing like more communications sure um work like traditional comms and then also just starting to do more work around diversity inclusion and equity um the thing that was really interesting, interesting. um is 2018 um again and this kind of brings innovation philadelphia full circle and then my work with nacp too in the economic place um a space you know i i'm hypersensitive to economic trends so i'm always paying attention to what's happening in terms of the future of work um you know like opportunities you know particularly black and brown people when whether it's an entrepreneurship or whatever those are things i'm just always paying attention to Mm -hmm. and so i i knew too just based off of what i was reading that tech is the future Mm -hmm. i I mean i really knew that Mm -hmm. like when i was working in philly but i especially knew that over the past several years Mm -hmm. um that tech was the future and so in 2018 a friend of mine, interestingly enough, who was an intern of mine at the NACP, mm-hmm. moved to Philly, like completely blossomed, and invited me to a tech conference in Philadelphia. And it was called um, North Star. It was called by a group called Black and Brown Founders. And they're really big on getting more black and brown folks and women 
into technology. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I don't really know anything about technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, though, as a woman of faith, there were some other things that were happening just in my spirit. But you have the documentary and you have your company at this point. Oh, yeah, my company, my doc. And, but, 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 and, I, and I say that to say, but because I am aware of where the future is headed, even in terms of entrepreneurship, right. if you're not being tech enabled or thinking about how to okay. apply technology to your business. So you were thinking, how can I incorporate exactly. this into, into my this work? Starts with me. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. Into my work and not really, not really having anything, but just being mindful, you know, yes. Yes. and one of the things that, you know, I always was aware of in the economic space was this idea of like the manufacturing industry and what that meant for Americans who, if this once this was their skill set, and then globalization happened, like how they were not able to like swiftly catch up or whatever. And I and I I just didn't want to get left behind, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? And so um, I was just like, I'm gonna have to reskill, but I just didn't know how. You yes. know? And so um, so when my friend invited me to this event, it's it's so interesting. I decided I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. Um, I don't know anything about tech, but it's for black folks. That's new. It's in Philly. That's big. Uh, and I just made a decision to learn as much as I could about everything, as much as I could to meet as many people as I could. And what I, I tell folks is um, that was the first time. The, the really beautiful thing for me about working with NACP in D.C. is that I... It was my HBCU experience. That's what I say. You know, I just, it, it, to me, there was it was like Black Panther in a way. Like, it, it was the opportunity to work with so much Black excellence was right. just... Wakanda. Yeah, it was, it was that, that meant something to me. It kind of reshaped what I was capable of. And when I went to the Black and Brown Founders, it was the first time I saw these Black technologists okay. who were doing really amazing stuff in the tech space. And I was just like, what is this? I've never seen this before. I've never heard of this before. So that's how that seed was planted. And because I had no idea what what it was, I just decided to just talk to people, follow up, you know, things like that. um, And began to really think about how I might be able to apply this to my work, but not seeing any natural direct connection. At that point, I didn't see any direct connection. Um, 2019... My sister um, gifted me with a membership to a place, I don't know if you're familiar, called CIC. See, it's uh, the Cambridge Innovation Center. It's in the Science Center. And so it's a working space, but particularly for technologists. Anyone, it could be any type of startup, but especially has like a, a tech bend, if you so will. So if you have a business or if you have mm-hmm. a startup. Yeah, you can work out of... You can work out so just like um, it's an incubator, or no, just kind of like we work. Um, yes, yes. so it's a workspace, yes, but um, it's called CIC. Have you ever heard of Venture Cafe? No, no, okay, because this CIC had just opened, so still relatively new, but it was this really, it is this really cool workspace, um, in Philly, and they they just opened. That was the thing, too. They had just opened. I went to this tech conference in 2018 in October, okay, they opened in 2018 of November, okay. Um, so I was at their first cohort in the yes. space, yes, and so they were still kind of just like you know, expanding, getting more people in workspace but in that workspace you collaborate and you yes. talk and you share and yeah you... so there's other there's other like tech and even to it and it kind of goes back to this whole smith idea even being in an environment that's tech yes you know even you start exactly you yes. just you're just there so so it's just yes. like that's where you are you absorb exactly yes. yeah yes. and 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 what was interesting i didn't mention the 
the big thing for me when I went to um, the North Star Conference is there's a woman named Arlen Hamilton. I had just heard about Arlen Hamilton. She is a black venture capitalist. And she talked about, you know, I can't even remember. It was like a black woman's fund. Like she was funding black women owned businesses okay. and it was big news it was on whyy yes. everything like that yes. she has a um a, her 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 um fund or not her fund but her business called backstage capital mm-hmm. and it's known for this funding underrepresented groups and so she was at this north star event right so that's how i became more familiar with backstage capital at cic yes what happened was backstage capital moved in their accelerator oh so, and it was literally right across from my workspace. So now I'm seeing these black technologists every day in this accelerator. I'm watching them going in and out. I'm watching them run to meetings. I'm watching them do their pitches. And I'm just watching. I'm, you know, and I always thought it was interesting because I'm like, well, I remember still talking to the person. She's like, oh, yeah, backstage is moving in. So Arlen was there, you know, like, it. so... In 2019, that was my experience. I'm working across from an accelerator. You know, um, then they also launched what's called Venture Cafe, which is programming every Thursday. They still do it. I highly recommend it. All different programming around business, technology. It's a great, it's a great program. They do it every Thursday. And because I was in the space and I was so new, I just went, I just went. Like, it would be like from three to seven. They would have different people coming in as mentors. I talked to a guy who worked on autonomous cars. I mean, there's all these different people, especially technologists I'm talking to. So I did say that to say that was my environment. That was my environment in 2019. That's where I was. So I'm kind of still absorbing, not thinking anything of it. So then if you go to 2020, and this kind of brings us to Hayanti, is that I'm, so you have me doing this doc, and I'm like showing the film, I'm connecting with people, there's a real need for this type of support. Um, then in 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. I'm in this tech space mm-hmm. where I'm learning about all these different tools. I'm seeing black founders. I'm seeing women founders. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing different ways to think about your business, especially mm-hmm. in terms of scalability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2020, we have... Well, this might also be helpful. The top of 2020, I had went to Africa mm-hmm. to visit a good friend of mine. That's a whole separate story, so I'll have to <laughs> loop you into that later. But she was a friend from high school, um, and um, she was in Africa doing very well. So she invited me and my sisters and whatever out, and um, we were in Zambia, Tanzania, and South Africa. I've been to Africa before, but more for missions. So this yeah. is my first time doing it like for pleasure. Yes. And... When I tell you the again, it was like Wakanda, like the the. One of the things that I think I've always struggled with, even though I remember I was an entrepreneur when I was a kid, I sold candy, was feeling like I couldn't be an entrepreneur. There was a part of me that just felt like that my only, that I was better working for someone, and there's no harm in working for someone. I have no problem collecting a paycheck. But I just didn't know if I had that capacity to really create my own business and for it to be successful. And when I was in Africa and I connected with so many black business owners and our and who are just, and I'm talking about just even kids, just innovators, creative, resilient. There was kind of this kind of like identity thing that I didn't realize I needed. Um... But I believe really received, and then just in terms of seeing the opportunity and potential there, 
my mind was just being constantly expanded because I was just like. So you were in South Africa. Yeah, South. Yeah, so it was, you mean it's South? You mean like geographically? But I was yeah. in South Africa. Yeah, but I was in yeah, yeah, southern the, part, the southern part. Yeah, yes. yeah, the southern part of Africa. Yeah. Um, in three different countries, and really just too, just being inspired by what my friend was doing. This is my friend from high school. Remember the friend I was telling you about? Then I was learning to kind of like aim higher. Sure. And seeing where she had gone um, and been able to do. So um, she was born here, but moved to Africa. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this would be a separate story. No, she was born in Africa. Um, she moved here in, I mean, she was like a child. Um, I met her in um, high school. And basically found out, this way sound wild, her father became president back in Africa okay. of a country. Okay. And so she moved back there, okay. um, very similar, very humble, and worked her way up. Came back, invested in the community, started working with women there, and then just got elected to like government, like local government. And so she invited us back. Okay, so and, she was a government official. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, so she invited, so now this is like, she had left um, 2015. Actually, the same time, she left in March, and you, I left in August. So we kind of made similar transitions in the same year. She left, meaning she went to, back to Zambia. And on March of 2015, I came home to Philly. Gotcha. We um, both went home. We both, as I said, we both went home yes. in the same year. And so just... For the, the same reason, pretty much? Yeah. 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 And and her really kind of just rebuilding connection and community with her other part of her family yes. um, there. And just seeing her flourish real, like... So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You were exposed to technology, but it was only when you went to Africa mm-hmm. that you felt... That mm. I'm capable of this too. Yeah, I think I th- I think I thought that I was capable. I think meaning what, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Already proven. Yeah. The success. With yeah. The, the yeah. Business, yeah. but it was still a very small business. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea of expanding it mm-hmm. and making it more. Mm-hmm. There was maybe a connection with technology, but yeah. you weren't really. Seeing I wasn't. It. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you went to, to Africa, Africa, it yeah. all became possible. Yeah. I mean, first, I always say God, obviously. Yes. Um, but seeing, because, because again, even if we could talk about just black folks and identity, right? And just the things that you hear about yourself, you yes. see about yourself. Yes. Me, again, when I talk about being a young black girl. But you were seeing that with the, I with was, the IT people. Yeah, I was seeing it. What was it, different? I couldn't tell you. Okay. I, I, I can't, I can't tell you. I think, um. Well, it put. It put a lie to the whole thing about Africa. Oh yeah, and you know, being a dark continent. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Subpar, and so and you maybe, got to see. Yeah, that. and and maybe maybe it was that thing too. It's just like it's the same message, but it's just being re- repeated. That's right. Which a lot of times is the story of my life. <laughs> it's like you just hear, you gotta hear the same yes. thing over and over yes. again. Yes. For it to sink in, but I think in Africa it just hit me super hard. Even if we go back to me just. When I talk about being at Smith, yes, and I was thinking about who gets to tell these stories, yes, you know what I mean. And I'm yes. thinking, who's yes. telling us these stories? Yes, and I'm constantly thinking, if people saw what I saw there, the thing that Black folks would always say to me in Africa is, "They see we're not the bush." That's what they will always say to me. We're not the bush, <laughs> you know. And I'm looking at them like, y'all clearly not. The, you know what I mean? Yes. I mean the yes. caliber and the scale. But yes. even aside from just 
what I saw. And it's not what we hear and it's no, not what we think of. No. Not what we see in the news. No. Yes. And and I believe yes. and there's a reason for that. There is. There is. And I and I think that that was the last part <laughs> for a long story long. We went to Soweto. And um, you know, we were able to see Nelson Mandela's yes, home and yes. Desmond Tutu's home. Yes. And we went to this museum, I think his name was Harry Peterson. And um they were talking about um, you know, when it, apartheid was kind of coming to an end, I think it was like the Africanas, is that is that mm -hmm. the one? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the big thing is that they did not want black kids to know their identity. So they wanted to teach a certain curriculum in the schools. They didn't they wanted to take out the black kids curriculum and put in this other curriculum. And the kids revolted. They mm -hmm. protest. And Harry Peterson, I hope I'm not getting his name wrong, he was shot and killed by the police. And I remember thinking, that is how dangerous it is for black folks to go to our identity. That you would assault children. You know what I mean? Like, like really? Like, just these kids, they weren't being, they weren't, they just wanted to know who they were. And that was a threat, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just, I think that's what it was that really hit me. You know, and so that's really what I, when I mean, like, it just, it, it just hit me different because I'm just like, just knowing who you, just if black folks really knew, you know, that, that is what's all. And I remember even when I was working with, with, um, mm -hmm. when I was working, even now I, I hear people talking about like, you know, COVID and a lot of black families are yes. bringing their children into pods or they're like yes. teaching them or whatever. And it's interesting because for some of them, they feel like this is the first time it's happened. I'm like, no, black folks used to teach mm -hmm. black folks. They used, they used to be homeschooled. And I remember I was in Oakland and um, um, there was a school there, the Panthers. You know, they, they were big on education. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, they were interviewing one of the Panthers and they were trying to understand, one of the women, and trying to understand why their kids were doing so well. And they were like, oh, is it because, you know, this, this, this. And I'll never forget she said, it's because they know who they are. Mm. It's because they know who they are, you know. And so, so all, I think it was that part for Africa for me. It was yes. like, this is what they're fighting for it's you true. not to know. Yes. Um, to see the real Africa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you knew, because I was in, I'm like, and it's even funny because, you know, there were times when I was at the White House, I was at the, you know, I'm, I'm in the most, I'm like, you were so smart that you built this country. Oh, absolutely. And, and I remember I was telling someone that, I'm like, how in the world can you build a country, but you can't build a business? Mm. It, like, I'm literally, I'm, I'm interrogating myself. I'm like, wait, you can, you can make somebody else successful, but you can't make... You know, yourself. So I guess that's what the African trip did for me. I just started interrogating myself more deeply. It's like your labor, it's something about your labor is good if it's for someone some, else. Someone else. Mm -hmm. right. But if it's for yourself, then, then it's not good enough. It just didn't, you know, yeah, so yeah. all I have to say, so that's at the so same. that was a moment. It was a huge moment yeah. for me. And so.